Welcome to Bushido Bites, the way of the warrior, where we bring you Christ-centered character education and wisdom for personal development. This is Josiah Armstrong, founder of the School of Warrior Arts, and we're so excited to bring you and your family transformational resources. We're on a mission to pass on the faith to the next generation and raise up worshiping warriors. So get ready for today's training, and thanks for joining the fight of faith. to talk to you tonight about our character word here. Very excited. So, let's open up at a quick word of prayer and then jump right in. Father, we thank you for this moment in time. We thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. We thank you for today, that today is a new day. Right now is a new moment. And we acknowledge your great love. We acknowledge your kindness to us. We acknowledge the work that you did for us on the cross. How you so served us to the end. You served us to the uttermost. You gave us the greatest example ever. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done and what you're still doing and will continue to do. God, we open our hearts to you. We open our minds to you. Speak to us. Teach us that we might walk in the way that's good. Train us in godliness that we might be transformed and conformed to your image as is your intention and desire for your people. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk about servanthood, what it means to be a servant. This is incredible. And this really captures the heart, a lot of the heart of what Jesus embodied, what he modeled. And what God the Father does. And what, you know, in the natural, what our parents do. Okay? I love this. And again, remember, character must be chosen. We have to train in this stuff. Now, this is a character quality. In any character quality that truly is right, noble, or true, comes from God, comes out of God, is part of who He is. Right? And we are meant to literally... Partake of God's divine nature. Second Peter 1 says that we share in God's divine nature. This is incredible. That means we are children of God. We are not of this world. The Bible says if we have believed in him, if we've been born again, we're literally not even just mere mortals, just mere human beings anymore. We are redeemed supernatural beings whose God's spirit lives in. And now we get to literally be like God, be like Jesus Christ. He gets to be Produce his life gets to be formed on the inside of us. That's incredible. Really incredible. And the spirit, the heart, the character of a servant is one of those attributes. Jesus was the servant of all. He was the servant of all. And he calls us to be just like him. So a definition that we have here for servanthood is the attitude an action of humility that's devoted to support, to service, and help. To make yourself low in service to others. Hear that. To make yourself low in service to other people. So here's the deal. One reason why this is so important and why this is also like countercultural. Yeah, you might hear a lot of stuff about servant leadership but let me tell you something, doing this from a godly perspective, a Christ-centered way, 
is altogether different. It's totally a higher standard. Christians are called to a higher standard than the world. This is what's amazing. Here's the problem. Listen up. Here's the problem. Humanity, come on, humanity is self-centered. Humanity is self-oriented. We think of ourselves. We look out for our own interests. There's a pride. And humans are prone to be lazy. Look at me. Humans are prone to be lazy. They think of themselves, what they want, what they like, what they're going to get out of it. They're not thinking of others and how they can help others or prefer others or put others first, nor how they can continue to work hard to actually serve someone else. They might work hard to serve themselves. You might work hard to serve yourself or your goals that you want. But how about working super hard simply just for someone else because you want to bless them and do good to them? A servant cares about someone else's well-being, just like love, agape love, right, is selfless. Agape love is totally thinking about the other person. It's sacrificial. Now, love looks like servanthood as well, so they're very connected. So the problem we have to combat in our own character is our propensity to be lazy, our propensity to be self-centered, to be just think of us, right? And the, and the other thing about servanthood, it does call us to be diligent. In other words, to work hard at this. Servanthood is not just, oh, yeah, I picked up a piece of trash. No, no, it's working hard to serve and support and help others. That's really powerful. And on the opposite side of that, the negative that, when we don't do that, we're negligent. We don't follow through. That's not real servanthood. When we just do stuff and go through the motions and we don't put heart into it, we don't care about it, we only do things halfway, we're not thorough in our work, that's negligent. That's lazy. That's not true servanthood. Servanthood also is equal to excellence. Doing your best at serving other people. That's amazing. That's amazing. So think about what is the opposite of servanthood. You can write those things down in your notes. Look at Mark 10. Mark 10 says this, talking about Jesus. He says, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. That's amazing. Listen, Jesus was God. He was the king of the universe. He had everything, owned everything. Everything owes him allegiance and is meant to serve him. And yet, he emptied himself of all of that and came as a slave, as a servant, unknown to men, and utterly served them to the uttermost. He didn't come to be served. He could have demanded us to do all kinds of things, and he didn't. He did the very opposite. He came to serve humanity, help his brothers and sisters, show them a better way, teach them a better way. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cleansed the leper. Those that were afflicted and hurting for years that needed help. Those in financial crisis, Jesus helped. He served them. He preferred them. And he spent hours and hours and hours of his life helping them. And we see in John 13, listen to this. Jesus, as Lord, as God, and as teacher, he went low and washed feet. Think about this. This was the job of the servant in the house. This was like the hired butler. This was like a slave. 
somebody that was owned literally by another person. They had a job to wash the poop off people's feet when they came into the house. Dirty sandals, dirt, animal poop, nasty job. When they came into the house, a servant would come that was not necessarily part of the family and would wash the feet. It was the lowliest, dirtiest, yuckiest job that people didn't really want. Jesus, as the king of all, who should be honored above all, he modeled servanthood and said, in fact, I'm going to wash feet. I'm going to do that dirty job. I'm going to go low. And he said this in John 13. He goes, I did this to give you an example of how you are to love one another. This is so powerful. No matter how important you are, no matter how significant you are, no matter what you do or accomplish in life, you never graduate from serving. What a glorious thing. What a glorious thing. We see, you know, we're not to think of ourselves as, here's filling a blank for you, better than others. When we, we stop serving people, often because we think that people should be serving us, helping us. And that's wrong. Real love looks like I'm serving others and I'm considering others better than myself. Here's another fill in the blank for you. We are to esteem them, honor them, and prefer them over ourselves. We give up so others can go up. Listen to that. We often give something up so that others can go up. Others can get ahead. Others can receive the blessing. And of course, listen to me, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So that's the truth too. We, we, we do benefit. When, when we serve and prefer others, we do receive from God in a beautiful way. We have the joy of giving like God gives. But often to, to exercise real servanthood, we have to sacrifice. We give things up to, to make a way for others. Here's another thing, right? We don't need to compete. That's a fill in the blank for you. Don't compete with others and compare We've talked about this before. Don't compare yourself with others. But you can learn to compliment. Compliment others and celebrate others. Those are your two fill-in-the-blanks there. To compliment others and celebrate others. Now think about it. When you, when you think people have different gifts, different abilities, different talents, different strengths, Right? And if we're not comparing ourselves to other people, we can actually learn to see and appreciate other people's strengths, other people's gifts, and not be jealous of it, but actually, wow, that's awesome. You do this really well. You know, when you think of a sports team, people have different positions, different parts to play, right? Every member on a team has a different role to play. Everybody has to do their part. Now, instead of competing with your teammates, you have to keep the big Mission. You have to serve the greater mission of your team or of the game. And to do that, sometimes you need to make room for the better player or the more strategic player that can actually win the goal or cross the finish line. Does that make sense? I'm not competing with my own team members. I say, whoa, this is their position. They're really good at it. That's not my job. I'm going to prefer them and say, yeah, you take the ball. You go for it. You score. Woo, you did it. And in doing and preferring others and serving others and making a way for them, though they may get the spotlight, they may get the goal, the truth is everybody wins 
if you go low and prefer others on a team. And the same thing with like spiritual gifts. Everybody's gifted differently. And some people often ask, well, what's the best gift? What's the best spiritual gift? And the truth of the matter is, the best gift is the one that is needed in the moment. The one that's needed in the moment. If right now someone has a broken arm and they need healing, they need a supernatural miracle and healing in their body, the best gift in that moment is not necessarily the gift of tongues. <laughs> the gift in that moment is not necessarily the gift of mercy. The gift in that moment is not necessarily leadership or words of knowledge or prophecy. That's not what's needed in the moment. You know what's needed in the moment? The gift of healing or the gift of miracles. So not one gift is better than another, guys. The gift that's needed in the moment should be honored. When you know that, you can serve other people and prefer them and not have to say, well, I think I'm better. I have other gifts and I think I want to use it. That's like trying to... Like I've said before, it's like trying to change a light bulb with a hammer. It's the wrong tool for the job. Right? So you need to put the right tool for the right job, the right gift for the right situation. And when we know that, we can serve others. We don't have to compete with others. We can celebrate others. That's one way we can practice servanthood because you're serving the bigger mission. If the goal is to see that person's arm healed so that they're better, and that means that, man, I don't have that gift. Well, then I'm just going to pray and ask God to do something. But I'm going to say, man, this person has that gift. Hey, you go and pray for that person. I'm going to pray with you. But you have that gift. So you're serving the person with a broken arm better by making room for someone else to use their gift. That's kind of one of the ways it works there. So also, when we think about developing servanthood, because remember, this is about training to develop this in your life. I don't want you to just learn about servanthood and service and preferring others. You are meant to develop this fruit of the Spirit in your life. This characteristic. It doesn't happen by itself. Remember, all character must be chosen. It must be chosen. We have to choose to go low. And practicing this helps us go low in service. And we do that. Here we go. Here's another fill in the blank for you. When... We are secure. Listen to me. Fill this in. We go, can go low in service and prefer other people very easily when we are secure. Here's the other fill in the blank. In who we are as beloved children of God. When you know you are so loved, you don't have to compete with anyone. When you know that you're special and precious and accepted just as you are, you don't have to fight with others. You can actually serve others, no problem. You know that God sees you no matter what. When no one's looking, when no one's saying, hey, good job, you know that Father God sees you and says, I see you, I'm gonna reward you, I'm gonna bless you. You don't have to say, yeah, I did this too, look at me, look at me. No, 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 no. If someone else gets affirmed or gets rewarded for doing something good and you didn't, an attitude of servanthood is, that's okay, let them get the praise. I'm happy for them. Let them get the reward. I'm happy for them. I'm not going to say, man, what about me? No, 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 no. Be at peace. Know that God sees you. You cannot be robbed if you trust God. 
Hear that. That's a writer downer for you. You cannot be robbed if you trust God. No man, no woman, no angel, nor demon can truly rob from you if your trust is in the Lord. That's really good news. Okay? So we have to understand, too, that there is the law of reaping and sowing. Here's the deal. Here's the beautiful thing about developing servanthood. Here's part of the cool thing about it. When you serve others, you will end up being served. Listen to me. When you help others, you will find that one day you will reap the help of others. When you help other people's vision, mission, and dream come true, you better believe that in due time, others will come around you and help your vision, mission, and dream come true. This is really important to know. That's one reason why Jesus says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Because you get to experience the joy of actually giving and serving others. But you realize that, man, there is a reaping. You will reap. You will get a return on what you give. Okay? And Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom. Come on. If you want to be great, which is good. God's put greatness in your heart, young man, young woman. God created you to be great. And he says, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, this is the secret. Become the servant of all. The greatest in the kingdom is the servant of all. You know, one translation in the Bible says, is the slave of all. If you humble yourself, and part of servanthood is about this attitude of going low, humility. You bending low to serve others. If you go low, this is the promise to you. God will lift you up. Hear me. God will lift you up. God sees everything. You want to be great? Then serve well. Develop this characteristic called servanthood in your life. One and will look like Jesus. So listen, here are your response questions. Ask yourself this. Because the idea is that we are practicing developing this character attribute in our life. We want to develop a heart of servanthood. Ask yourself this. So here's the question. Ask yourself, where can you be more helpful? Write that down. Remember, helpful at home. Where can you be more helpful or servant-oriented with your friends? If you play on a sports team, ask yourself, how can you be more of a team player? How can you actually prefer other people? How can you celebrate others on your team? You want to develop an attitude of servanthood and an actual practice of servanthood. Selflessness. Servanthood is very similar to loving others. To love someone is to serve them. So write down, where can you be more helpful and servant-oriented at home, number one? And then with your friends or your sports teams. Here's the last, this is another challenge. Let me challenge you in this. And listen, I've done this many times, many times, to individuals, to whole communities, to my family, to leaders. It's a very powerful practice. In John 13, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. And he said, if I did this, and I'm God... I'm your Lord. I'm your teacher. If I'm doing this to you, shouldn't you also do this to each other? 
So I want to tell you this. It's a very powerful expression of love and humility. I want you to pick a person and pick a person that you struggle with or, or a person that you may are under their authority where you've resisted and not honored them well. But pick a person that you struggle with and ask in humility. Ask if you can wash their feet. Apologize to them and actually bless them. Pray for them. Desire God's hand on their life. Write down a person right now that you think of that you struggle with, that you would ask, hey, I want to humble myself. I want to wash your feet as a sign, as a symbol like Jesus did and apologize to you and bless you. Now that's an awesome challenge. You have to humble yourself. It's a good practice in humility and servanthood. I hope you pick up the challenge, embrace the challenge. It will serve your soul well and it will bless those around you. Father, I thank you for the fruit of servanthood. I thank you that you modeled this. You are this. Even today, you serve your people. Even today, you are always at work on behalf of your purpose for us, working everything for our good. Lord, we bless you. We love you. We thank you for your grace, for your love, and for your strength. I ask for the humility and servant heart of Jesus to be produced on the inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we honor you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and thanks for tuning in today and joining us on Bushido Bites. Make sure you download the associated resources that go along with today's lesson and be sure to take action. Write down your insights and applications. Engage in discussion with your family and those in the same journey of growth. As warriors, we discipline ourselves in the godliness by the grace of God. Every day is a training day. Every day is a day to grow.